Hey STEM listeners, this is Ms. Dante here with our 20th episode. Today we are going to dive into the baby room. So very often we have parents who come in and they may have so many questions in regards to the baby room and they want to know what to do. So I had none other than Miss Denise. She is our awesome STEM baby teacher. She does a lot of leads in there, our supervisor as well. So I wanted to just dip in and ask her some questions. Miss Denise, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, how's everybody doing? <laughs> so my first question for you is what would be the ratio for a baby room so the ratio for there is four to one and then um, the max capacity we have in the baby room is 12 so 12 babies um, and we usually have I would say like about 10 kids and two to three teachers um, so it depends on the enrollment, but the max capacity is 12. Awesome, because I know a lot of parents are probably like, I want to make sure that my child is getting enough even mm-hmm. care and attention. Of course, yeah, exactly. of course. But yes, definitely we follow the 4 to 1 ratio, and sometimes even 3 to 1, depending on um, the age of the kids. Okay. Usually when they're younger, like um, 6 months or even younger, we usually have more teachers in there because they do need that um, undivided attention. Okay, wow. And what about like feeding times of a parent's like, what are the feeding times for our babies? Mm-hmm. Of course. No, a lot of parents when they come in, they're super nervous. They're like, my baby's not on a schedule. They're not on a routine. I'm like, they're not supposed to be. They're <laughs> a baby. You know, we usually follow the natural rhythm um, of their, you know, routine, you could say. We don't have a rigid schedule in there. We're not supposed to. At the end of the day, they're babies. Um, they're still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to see usually six weeks up to about, I would say, nine months. Um, we don't put them on a schedule. We do try to put them on some type of routine because very important for them to have structure. Mm-hmm. Just know what's coming next. Um, but every child is a little bit different. Like, for instance, um, we can't put a child on a schedule just because they might have not slept too good that night. Uh-huh. They might w- wake up, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning, and they want their bottle extra early when they come in that day. Mm. Um, so we try to follow their, you know, their cues, their hunger cues. When they're sleepy, we try to get to know them. Um, so, yeah, that's what we basically I do. Though in there, there's no set schedule. Usually when they get 12 to 18 months, uh, we do try to put them on a schedule to get them ready for the toddler's room. Yeah. So their baby schedule will basically be in the morning breakfast, 8.30, anywhere from 10 when they arrive. And then lunch will be around 11.30. And then snacks we do when they wake up from their naps in, um, in the afternoon. Awesome. And then what okay. about, um, like, the difference between mm-hmm. breast milk and a baby who's on formula? Like, what's that type of... Uh, rules for that okay so breast milk so we would say breast milk if you're gonna bring um breast milk it needs to have the child first name last name and the date that you're bringing in um the milk and then we do freeze it okay and then um when the baby's hungry we will put in the bottle warmer and then give it to the child i would say definitely before starting the um your baby, try to get them adjusted to drinking from a bottle because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's one of the hardest things when they transition from um, being with mommy and drinking wow. the breast from the bottle. Um, so I would definitely say work at, you know, for them, um, work at home, drinking from the bottle when they get to school will be a, a definitely easier transition 
for them. For the formula we have is called formula containers, mm -hmm. is dividers. What you could do is every day just fill it up and it's easier for us. You just bring the water in the bottle and then we'll just put the formula in the, in the bottle, shake it up, warm it up, and the bottle warm and then we give it to the child. Um, and then um, usually with if they don't drink the formula between um, an hour, hour and a half is tossed out. Okay, okay, cool. And then what about if a child, if a parent wants to bring in like bedding for their cribs? I know we have cribs here. Is that allowed? So no. So um, so by this state, one of um, their policies is that we cannot have anything inside the crib. Mm -hmm. So no pillows, um, no blankets, anything like that. We just have the bedding. Mm -hmm. So when they get to 12 months, um, they transition over to the cots. When they're on the cots, they can have a blanket over them. Okay. But anywhere from 12 and younger inside the crib, we cannot have anything but their, um, their crib sheet. If we, um, sometimes a lot of kids have a hard time uh, falling asleep by themselves. So if we have them in our arms, rocking them to sleep, we could put a blanket sometimes over them. But as soon as we put them down um, in their crib, we take the blanket out. Gotcha, safety first, yes, I love that. definitely. Now I wanna dive into more of like the playtime and activities. Uh, do the babies get to go outside or do they get to have gym time just like our other students in STEM? Yeah, so that's my favorite. <laughs> so we do a lot of sensory play in there. Um, it's very important, especially for, for the babies to do um, sensory stimulation activities. That's how they learn mm -hmm. is through that. So we have a little box. Um, is our sensory um, stimulation box and there we have different texture toys and we have like feathers and all kinds of things that we sit down with the kids and they can explore um, through the different senses and you see they love it mm -hmm. and we also try to get them outdoors um, when they're a little bit older 12 and up I would say we go outside a little bit more often. Mm -hmm. When they're young, we put them in the stroller, we go to the gym. Sometimes we um, go in the hallway and visit the other kids inside the <laughs> classroom. They love seeing they the babies. Yes, they get so excited when they see the babies. Uh, but definitely, we try to get them outside the classroom. It's very important for them to see a different type of environment, mm -hmm. not to be in one classroom for the whole day. Um, but yes, we do take them to the gym, we take them outside, um, and there's a lot of activities that we do throughout the day. Yeah, and I have to say the baby room is my favorite because it's like a little baby heaven. They have mm -hmm. the cutest toys, a little nice center in the middle that they yes. all play with, the they jumping love it. They love they it. They love it. They have mats, they have so <laughs> many stuff, different color shapes. We try to put a lot of things in there for them because babies are very busy. They like to explore, they do. put things in their mouth. Um, but we always make sure to sanitize the toys after. Of course, of course. And what about um, for a parent who wants to know, how can I keep track of my child? How do I, are there cameras? How can I keep um, knowing that my <clears throat> child is okay? Okay, so, <clears throat> sorry. It's okay, we're talking a lot over here. <laughs> <clears throat> so, we do have cameras, um, but there's no live stream okay. that parents can see from home. We do have cameras in the hallways that, you know, we have open door policy. You could come in at any time mm -hmm. and you could also call at any time. I know it's very nerve wracking for parents <laughs> to leave the babies 
um, is like your most precious gift, you know. So we do understand and we try to make it um, easy for the parent and the child. So you could come in at any time, open your policy, call. We do have cameras in the hallway. You could stand there and look at your child if you want to stay there all day. <laughs> Which we're we've seen some parents, yes. like the first day they'll mm -hmm. watch, so they do not really blame nervous. you. No, they're really <laughs> nervous. They stand there. Um, but we definitely understand um and then to keep communication with the um with the teachers we do have tadpoles so from there we send pictures and videos of your child so you'll be able to know what they're doing throughout the day and then we're updated with everything with diapers if sometimes they have a little rash or they wasn't able to sleep too good that day. Were they happy? Were they a little bit cranky that day? We put everything from what they ate, everything, everything. So at the end of the day, <clears throat> you guys will be able to see. Yes, very, very hands-on. I like that as well, that STEM gives parents that opportunity. Yes. And um, I know, like, we spoke already about that there's not a typical schedule in the baby room, mm -hmm. which I love. The babies get to just, like you said, their babies are not supposed mm -hmm. to be set until they get a little bit older. Of course. Um, and how does STEM help with transitioning my child mm -hmm. from a center? Um, like, they're probably home all the time. Yeah, of so course. how do you get used to that? How can you make a parent feel relieved? I would say usually the first two weeks, um, I keep close communication with the teachers in there and also with the child. So I'm always in there regularly mm -hmm. and I always give updates. I'll call you personally at home and let you know how the child's doing. Um, you do have to expect it's going to be a little bit difficult for the child, of course, because they've been home with mommy and daddy. Um, it's a new environment, new kids, new teachers. Mm -hmm. So you do have to give them about two weeks. Every child's a little bit different. Sometimes they take a little bit longer, but I would say about two weeks, um, and you'll definitely see them start getting a little bit more comfortable. I would say at home, especially, like I said before, if they're a breastfed baby, um, try to transition them from, to a bottle to make it easier for them. And also, um, it's very important for you guys to give us, the parent, as much information, um, for, you know, about the child. About the child. Yeah. Um, let us know their likes, their dislikes, how they eat, mm -hmm. everything. So that makes it also easier for us to understand the child um, and make it easier transition for them. Um, and we try to keep the teachers um, as consistent in there. We don't really change people around. Um, and that's very important for them to grow, you know, healthy attachments yes. towards them. Um, but yeah, that's like basically what we do. But you'll see the kids sometimes um, after like a month, they don't even want to go home. The parent comes and <laughs> they're, they're like, like, no, no. we definitely see stay that. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and you know, it's a process. You have to give them time. Of mm -hmm. course. And then what about when a, you feel like a child is not ready mm -hmm. to leave the baby room and move on? Like, is that a, is it more so <clears throat> age or is it ability? Because I know sometimes we have babies that are super advanced. Of course. You know, so when would of you course. feel and a child and a parent may be like, I think it's time for them to go. What would you, what would be your tips for okay, that? Okay, so definitely there's a couple cues that we see um, in the infant room. We look at both age and ability. Of course, sometimes they're nine months, but they could be advanced, mm -hmm. but they're not even walking yet. Yes. So we're not going to put them in the <laughs> toddler's room. Um, but I would say they have to be about 17, um, 16 to 17, 18 months around there. Okay. Um, and we start seeing because we start seeing that they have no type of interest with the toys. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really, you see that they don't really want to play. Um, they're looking for more, basically. 
and we see during lunchtime if they're um, picking up the food, they're a little bit more independent with eating or even um, showing cues like what they want, they point or let you know what they want. Um, so those are some of the cues that we see. Um, it depends, every child's a little bit different, um, but we definitely look at the overall picture. Are they ready, um, you know, emotionally? Um, sometimes also we see sometimes at 18 months, um, they're 18, they're 18, um, but sometimes they're taking more naps throughout the day. Mm. In the toddler's room, they only take one. So it's going to be a little bit, you know, difficult for the child to adjust just because he takes more naps, naps. throughout the day. Yeah. So we try our best to, um, to transition the child little by little. But if we see that they're not ready, we definitely don't push them. Sometimes we leave them there in the infant room for another two or three months. Mm -hmm. And then we ease them into um, the routine and the schedule in the toddler's room. Um, but yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah. So it depends on the child. I like that. And um, one of my last questions for you is going to be, what benefits <laughs> do you see in babies from being in STEM, like a STEM center, like STEM Academy? Okay, awesome. So I see a lot of benefits. Sometimes um, even a lot of parents tell me from the time they come, and then from the time they're already like 18 months, they're like, wow, you know, I see such a difference. Mm -hmm. And I would say definitely because we try to interact with a child as most as possible. And I would everyone definitely say goes in the everyone, baby room. they get everyone, so much love, <laughs> so much love and attention. Um, I would definitely say with sign language, we definitely try a lot of sign language and they're like more thank you, their verbal skills because they're around other kids and teachers try to reinforce it all day long. Mm -hmm. And also overall keeping them um, on a routine, it helps the child a lot being um, at the center. And also through play, we try to do a lot of hands-on activities, sensory, sometimes water play um, with paint. Um, like I said before, different textures. So I definitely say that um, already, you know, by 18 months, you definitely see um, how much the child has improved and learned from STEM Academy. Definitely. And I'm live. My last, last question for you, Miss Denise, is why do you love the baby room? Because Miss Denise, although oh, she's our supervisor, she's in there all the time, the baby and toddler room. She loves the little ones. So I, I have love. to ask why. I would have to say I love the little ones because I just believe that they're so resilient. They just, I just see the change from <clears throat> when they're little and then they grow up and then go to the toddler's room. It's amazing to see their growth and to see how much love they give you back. Mm -hmm. You know, the babies, I just love being in there. They make me so happy. Sometimes I could be having not so good of a day and I go in there and my whole mood's changed. She comes out here smiling yes, after she leaves yes. that room. So I definitely. I love the infant room. I love the infant room. Thank yes. you so much, Miss Denise, for thank sharing your you. tips. Thank you. I had such a great time. I'm glad. And thank you for all our STEM listeners. We hope that you continue to support our STEM podcast and we hope that you love the information that Miss Denise shared with you. We hope to have more babies in the baby room soon. Have a good day. Bye-bye.